Welcome to Season 2 of Between Two Blue Devils. I'm Mark Horner, your host, and this is a podcast featuring teachers, administrators, alumni, and community members of the beautiful city of Talmadge, Ohio. This podcast is about stories, their stories, the stories of people who love kids, love their city, and love the pursuit of education. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're at it, feel free to share the podcast with a friend, tweet it out, post it on Facebook, snap it out, be sure to leave a review. And now without further ado, I bring you season two. Kick back, grab a cup of coffee from Crimson Cup, and enjoy getting to know some of the amazing people who love Talmadge and love our kids. Welcome to a very special edition of Between Two Blue Devils. I know I say that every episode is special because every episode is, but this one is extra special because uh, for the first time, I actually have a panel of students who are going to sit here, two of which are seniors, and they're going to share with you what it's like to be a student during a pandemic, and what it's like to be graduating today well this is your last day in high school and we're going to talk about that and you'll be graduating in just a few short days so it is an exciting time and what i'd like you to do is i'd like you to hear their voice and hear their story so i'm going to ask the young man to my left to introduce himself and also to share what grade he is in go ahead all right so my name is josh baez and i am a junior i'm lexi glinko and i'm a junior as well I'm Shannon Kavori, and I'm a senior. I'm Kai Blue, and I'm a sophomore. I'm Jacob Berkey, and I'm a graduating senior. So I feel like there should be like a, a loud round of applause right here for all of you, especially our seniors. We've got a wide variety. So we've got 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. So we're going to get a wide variety of perspectives on what it's like to go to school during this very odd uh, and very different year. So uh, to begin with, I would like our audience to get to know you a little bit. So I want to start again to my left. And when you do speak, just, you know, just say your, you know, say your name again one more time so people can get to know your voice and tell us what, what is it that you are passionate about? We've just done a project in here talking about what you're passionate about. Share with our audience what really gets a sophomore, junior and senior in high school going. All right. So uh, my name is Josh and I am very, very passionate about golf, and anyone who's close to me knows that I've been doing it for about five years now, but seriously for about two, and it's something that I, I wake up and I think I can't wait. And it's something that makes me wake up and I'm just happy. So on a day like today, after you know a monsoon over the past couple of days, and we finally have sun out, you're probably thinking, man, I wish I were on hole number one at Brookledge Golf Course right now. Absolutely. Josh, you shared with us when you talked about your passion, what it is that inspired you to fall in love with golf. You want to take a moment just to share that awesome story? Well, my grandpa used to be an enormous golfer. He was, uh, he was the coach of a college team in Kent, I believe. It might be wrong, it might be Akron. But um, he wanted me to get into it. And uh, since he saw potential in me, I've kind of wanted to live up to that ever since he passed. So... I've been trying every day to get better and better and prove them right. 
So the, the time that your grandfather poured into you, at the time when he was talking to you about golf, were you into golf at all? No, I could not have cared less, unfortunately. <laughs> and I, I look back on that and it, it hurts because I, I wish I would have cared more and I would have put more time and effort in. But now I'm trying to make up for it by putting in as much as I can. So in other words, you're falling up? I guess you could say that, yeah. We had a great conversation uh, a little bit earlier about what it means to look at regrets and look at some failures and then use it as a means of growing and falling forward or falling up or failing up, uh, however you want to look at it. And that's what you're doing here. You know, it's, it's neat to see the legacy that your grandfather has left behind and see it come out in your passion for golf. That's pretty cool. Our next uh, guest here is Lexi. Lexi, tell us what you're passionate about. I'm passionate about my softball team because it's just been a part of my life ever since I literally like started at like seven years old. And um, I just, every day, like Josh said, it's just something you wanna do and it's something you look forward to and you wanna learn new things about it and just grow off of it. So what, tell, tell the audience what position you play. I play shortstop. Nice. I mean, I've played everywhere, but that's your I prime really, position. Really, yeah, I really like shortstop. So uh, this recently, you guys have been on quarantine. You've taken a break from the games. Uh, when do you come back into play? Literally tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Are you rolling right into a game, or do you have a practice? Game. So you've been off for ten days. Yeah, and we've been, you know, doing our own thing separately. You know, hitting on the tee or whatever you have at home because you have no other option. You can't really do anything with the team. So. How many times is this? Was this the first time that the softball team had been quarantined? Yeah. And when you found out the news of being quarantined, what did you feel on the inside? It was kind of hard because you know, like I have like work and stuff, so I have to work around my schedule, and it's just hard to take a break for that long, especially when you've been doing it for literally every single day. So it's definitely going to be hard to get back into it, but I think it'll be fine. And how many more weeks do you have? Just this, this is our last week and then we go to districts. Okay. So. And uh, can I ask one more question about it? Yeah. How many games do you have this week? Should be around like four or five, because we have one. I think we have like four this week and then one on the weekend. Okay. That's a busy schedule. Yeah, especially when we've been off for a week. It's, it's nice, well, it's not nice, but at least you've only been quarantined once. You know, some of these yeah. other athletic seasons, like last year, how did you feel when you found out softball was canceled completely last year? I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do my junior year because I didn't play softball at all last year. Like, over the summer I didn't. This year is different because I'm playing school and then I'm going to play for travel ball this summer. So, um, yeah, it was a little heartbreaking because, um, you know, I'm missing a lot of growing experiences throughout those games and I don't get to I didn't really get to spend time with the seniors as much as I would have liked to but yeah when you look at all of these different extracurriculars that are that that are offered and then and especially sports last season when all those programs got canceled and then the summer was canceled those are formative months and we you know in weeks when you're when you're trying to really enhance the skill and so it's really tough to, to bounce back. Just a very, very interesting environment. So um, our next guest. 
Well, um, I have a lot of different passions. I'm kind of indecisive as a person, but one of my main passions is definitely culture and travel. And um, I just love learning about different cultures, things that I haven't really been exposed to in my life and in where I live. So I'd say that's my main passion. So Shannon, what, what inspired you to appreciate and pursue an understanding of different cultures? Um, it kind of comes down to two main ones. So the first part is I grew up in a church that was pretty diverse. It's by the University of Akron. So I was always exposed to all the international students and their different cultures, and I thought it was so cool. Mm. And the second part is probably my family. So like Josh said previously, how his grandfather influenced his love of golf, um, my grandpa kind of influenced my love of culture because I wasn't really interested in my family's culture until after I no longer had the option to ask about it. My <laughs> grandpa never really even wanted to talk about our Hungarian roots and what his life was like growing up in Romania when he was alive. He just wanted nothing to do with it. So, But I didn't really care about it until after he passed away. And so I just want to learn about every culture, not just my own. Why do you think your grandfather was resistant to talk about that? Um, it was a kind of a touchy subject. He came here when the Germans invaded Romania, and he just wanted nothing to do with the USSR. His family still lived over there, and um, it was very restrictive. In the 80s, I think, his brother, his name was Mihaly, came over here to visit and they wouldn't even let his wife come with him because the USSR thought that they would not come back. Mm. So he just, he wanted nothing to do with his own culture. He wanted to be as American as possible. He just, he didn't want to be a foreigner. He loved this country. He was technically born here, but they moved back when he was really young and he, he had an accent. He just wanted to be as American as he possibly could. So he was born in America. Yes and then at a very, very young age, moved back to Romania? Yeah, he was okay. about three, but okay. his parents were um, Hungarian, but the borders, the way they work, it was Romania by okay. the time they were there. Now, was that a story? I mean, how much of that did he share with you versus how much have you learned since he passed? Um, most of it was from my dad and my grandma because yeah, it was just not really something he talked about. Some of it he did, like when the Germans invaded, that's what he talked about. And he talked about how he hated learning Romanian in school. <laughs> <laughs> they had to, but his language was Hungarian. And he could speak it up until he died, but he just never did around us. When he talked about Hitler's invasion of Romania, what was that conversation like, or what were those stories like it was really cool he told us about um, this one time he was I think he was running from German soldiers and um, he dropped his hat um, I don't know why it was super significant but um I guess a snake coiled up around it and he hated snakes that mm. was his worst fear I don't know he was in the army like he I'm sure he saw tons of awful stuff but snakes just he couldn't do it and so he just remembered that part that's 
the only story I really remember. Well, when you shared that, I'm sure many of our listeners all were like, oh, snakes. <laughs> I, you know, he's not alone in his fear of, uh, fear of snakes for sure. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. Our next guest, Kai, tell us what you're passionate about. Um, I've kind of jumped around passion-wise lately, but as of right now, my biggest passion seems to be um, like athletic health care and taking care of people. Um, I just really like it. It's such a, a fascinating field, one in which, you know, having two athletes in the family, we've become very familiar with because we're always visiting for something uh, or another. What, what inspired you to want to pursue that path? Um, back in middle school, I did track, um, but in high school, COVID hit my ninth grade year, so either way, I wouldn't have been able to participate. But ninth grade was when I have chronic pain, and when my chronic pain got bad enough to the point where I was like, well, maybe sports isn't in my future agenda, that's kind of like when I realized, like, yeah, I might not be able to get the help that I need at the moment, but maybe in the future I can help someone who's in my situation and help them continue their passion. I like that. I like that a lot. And so what are your, when you think about the next five years, where do you see yourself going and, and doing? Well, for the next two years, I'm still gonna be in high school considering I'm a Thank sophomore. Thank God, we're gonna see your smiley face in the hallways. Oh yeah. But um, I'm planning on going possibly to Kent State. Okay. Um, and then I'll be studying. Um, oh, also. Uh, I got accepted into a program through the Sixth District Compact. If you're from Talmadge or one of the neighboring schools, you probably know what that is. But it's the Athletic Healthcare and Fitness Program. So it's a two-year program at Kent Roosevelt, and I'm going to be doing that until I graduate, basically. So I'm also going to be doing that. I, I think that's a, yeah, that's a fantastic opportunity. I love the fact that we have programs available where you can get hands-on experience. Uh, back in the day, a long time ago, when Mr. Horner was in high school, that stuff didn't exist. And so if you chose a certain field and then you went to college and you got your degree and then you got into that field and realized you didn't like it, too bad, so sad, you just gotta kinda deal with it or else you've wasted a tremendous amount of money. Now you get to go and experiment and experience things. And if it's not for you, you, you figure it out. And the cool thing about like experimenting with it, um, with this program, I'm going to get like the opportunity to get college credits. I'm going to get my CPR and I think it's a AED mm -hmm. certification. So even if I don't like it, then I'm still going to have those two certifications, which I do think a lot of people should have because you don't really know when it's going to happen, and they are pretty widely available, like the AEDs and CPR and stuff. Like, you can see yeah. the AED machines in the hallways yeah. at school and all that stuff. Those are all va valuable uh, skills to have. I mean, we had a former, or not a former student, a current student, a few years ago had a heart attack. You guys probably remember this story, but in honor of Mother's Day, she and her mom did a story for the Cleveland Clinic and Channel 3 News, and they came out over the weekend. Uh, the young lady, you know, was revived because of CPR, and she was fortunate to be in an area where there were a large number of people who could, could do what they needed to do to save her life, quite literally. So 
I'm with you. Um, I will tell you this much, when you see CPR administered in real life, it's very different than what you do to get your certification. Very different, but uh, it is definitely a great skill to have. Moving to our final guest, Jacob, tell us what you're passionate about. Uh, well, like Shannon, I have a very diverse list of passions, anywhere from history to uh, ancient cultures. But my personal favorite thing is um, mostly anything to do with nature, dendrology, botany, zoology. It's, uh, I find it very fascinating to just talk about the natural world and how like all these little systems just kind of work together. Hmm. I, I have loved learning botany from you. I've learned more from you this semester than I think ever in regards to plant life and how to recognize the age of a tree. That lesson that you taught us, uh, I actually took to my nieces and nephews and shared with them uh, when we were gathering for one of our little family functions. What's the most fascinating thing about nature that you just, you're drawn to? Like if given the choice to read an article, what would you want to read an article about? Ooh, that, that's a, sort of a tough one. Um, I guess something that I, I just really like is the idea of interdependence between different living creatures. Like the idea that like, for instance, uh, all coral, the reason coral lives or exists even is just because there's these little algae that live inside of the coral that supply the coral with food and the algae gets a place to stay. And just that idea of like, those two just kind of live together co and cooperate just to benefit each other. And without each other, neither of them would survive very long. <laughs> that's, that is, uh, that's quite amazing. And they get along just fine. Mm -hmm. No conflict. Not at all. They're interdependent. They depend on each other. You know, I think that's a lot like this class to an extent. Um, one of you made a comment not long ago about this class and how had it not been for our first block, a wide variety of individuals would have never become connected. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Yeah. See, a lot of them are nodding their heads. They're not used to a microphone. That's when you gotta say yes or no. <laughs> the audience. So let me ask you this. What, what have you learned from each other or from living through a pandemic? What's been a lesson that's jumped out at you this past year? Um, I found that it's not as stressful as it always would be if you have people to talk to. Mm. Like if you're able to kind of share what you're doing or what you're going through, it's a lot easier to connect with other people because you know you're not alone. That's one of the, the qualities about you, Josh, that I appreciate so much. Uh, you're 17, right? Uh, I will be here in like two weeks. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, hopefully we're still in school and we can celebrate a bit. So you're, so, so you're 16, and yet you have practiced vulnerability this entire semester. You have willingly shared and opened up about things that you're struggling with, which, by the way, Kudos to you guys for creating an environment where he feels comfortable to do that. But that's a quality that's you don't see very often 
in a 16-year-old young man, and yet you have put yourself out there and you've shared openly. Um, yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know why. I've never really had a problem kinda telling people what I'm having trouble with because uh, maybe it's just a fluke, but I've always found that, you know, as everyone says, you know, once you share it, you know, you're not alone and it's, you know, other people are having those kind of problems too. So it's like, just being able to connect with other people makes it a lot easier to do it in the future. Mm. Because you know that there are people that, uh, you know, care. Yeah. So. What do you guys think about what Josh is talking about? Um, I definitely agree with Josh. Um, personally, it's not always been super easy to open up because, I don't know, I guess trust would be a big issue. But I think, like what he said, if you open up and you create an environment for other people to do the same thing, it'll be a lot easier and uh, the environment will just be so much more open for everyone. So when you look at in your life, Shannon, here you're one of our seniors, you know, and you're, this is your very last day. When you reflect back on uh, your four years in high school, what are some lessons that you've learned that if we were to sit down with Shannon back in ninth grade, if you were sitting down uh, across from her right now, what would be the advice or uh, life lessons that you would pass on and say, hey, you know, be ready for this or whatever? Um, the biggest one what I would say is don't take for granted the opportunity, not only to meet and connect with people, but to participate at school. I didn't do a lot my ninth grade year because I, I don't know, I just thought it'd be boring or something, or I just didn't care to meet new people. I was pretty okay with the friends I had, the friend group that I was already with. But once you try things that you've never done, once you join the clubs with the interests that you like, you meet so many great people and it'll help you get out of your shell more. And I think, especially the pandemic and being quarantined um, from school this past school year has helped me realize that I really enjoy being here and being around people. And um, it was tough for me during the first part when we were all stuck at home mm -hmm. because it helped me realize that I really like being around people and connecting with others. Uh, something I noticed over this last year that I wasn't aware of is that I really feed off of social things. Like, I did not know that I would miss football games so much over this last mm -hmm. year. I was not the kind of person that liked to be in huge crowds and talk to a lot of different people, but I kind of feed off of that energy, and I didn't realize that until I didn't have access to it anymore. And I, I can't wait to hopefully do that next year. You guys can jump right in. Let's just have a conversation. See, I, I actually really liked going to the football games. However, I was never one for being in the stands with the crowd. I always really enjoyed just working the concession stand, just serving. I thought it was really fun. Hmm. I, I don't know. It, it was just like the idea of just 
I get to do a job and help other people, and I also get to be in my little element of like, I know where everything's at, and I can serve <laughs> at my own pace and do my own thing, sort of. It, but it's still, it's that, that whole social interaction thing, right? Yeah, there's still you may not interaction. Be, yeah, you're just around people, and you're feeding off of other living organisms, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Or maybe not phrase it like that, but <laughs> I thought you would appreciate that. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. I I liked going to football games before everything, but it made me appreciate it even more. I'm someone I'm kind of a, known for being a party person around the people that I know, and uh, football games are kind of my jam because you get to just shout in each other's faces and be packed with everyone and uh, cheer on the team, even if they're not doing so well that <laughs> night. But it's still a fun experience and you get to be around everyone for a common cause. For sure. Well, like uh, Josh and Jacob were saying, it's just nice to see um, everybody together at the football games. And when that's taken away from you from COVID, it's so hard because you're like, well, I just took all of that for granted. and. That's why you just feel like, you know, maybe I should enjoy the moments while they last before they're taken away from me. And I feel like that's what I've really, really like looked back on during COVID because, you know, when the stores and like your friends and you can't go visit your families, I feel like when that's taken away from you, like you obviously aren't as happy and you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Sorry, uh, I have kind of been thinking about this and it's probably been said multiple times before, but I, I always wonder if I'm living the good old days right now and I don't really realize it yet <laughs> because I always think about all these days that I've taken for granted and I look back and I wish I could just have one more day with it and I'm wondering if right now is what I'm living. So I'm, I'm trying to take every day to do as much as I can. It's to a great mindset it. to have. For sure. Jacob, you wanted to say I was gonna say it, it prob there's a very likely chance it is, so enjoy what you got now. Because uh, future prospects are fun. Well, I you know things change. I mean when you look back historically and you look at turning points in history, there have always been moments where people have thought the world as we know it has come to an end. And yet you weather that storm and things do kind of return to a, you know, I hate to say the phrase new normal because a lot of people get, they get bothered by that, but we will have a new normal. There will be a sense of normalcy, thank you Calvin Coolidge, right? That will settle in eventually. But um, the changes are, you know, they're, they're positive changes, but you really do, you, you really have to value the moment and the day. And uh, I was once reading, well, not a long ago, I was reading Mark Batterson, one of my favorite authors, and he's got this great book on um, the seven, seven principles for uh, you know, winning the day. And, and what he's talking about is that you know, one of the principles that's on there is that you have to, well, it's not the exact principle, but you have to make a memory. You make a memory every single time 
that you possibly can, right? And by doing so, you remember that day. We have a very special guest who just walked in, although not in this class. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Kelsey. <laughs> this is my daughter, Kelsey. Kelsey, if you were to sit down with the ninth grade Kelsey, what advice would you give her? Don't drink as much Dunkin' Donuts? No. Um, <laughs> appreciate everything because it goes a lot faster than you think. Yes, it does. You like my tie? <laughs> oh, oh. We're going to hit pause here for a moment. Sorry about that brief interruption. Um, my daughter, who is a senior, came in and we just had a moment and I'm wearing her tie. I'll post a picture of the tie in the show notes. I got this many years ago when she was a, you know, it's your typical Father's Day gift, right? With her face plastered all over it as a little child. You know, but continuing the conversation, you know, COVID has, has disrupted a lot, of, a lot of people's experiences with a normal high school experience, right? And we look back and we think, okay, those were the good old days, what we had dealt with and the ability. I mean, I've even experienced this weekend where we went to a store thinking that they would be open later than what they were, right? And my wife even made this comment like, oh my gosh, COVID has screwed up everything, you know, the schedules and all I wanted to do was get a shirt for Mother's Day and, and all that. But I mean, things have been turned upside down and there's, you know, as a student, it's very surreal what you've had to experience. Now, Kai, you happen to be a freshman. When it started, yeah. I was uh, a freshman, and I got through the first um, quarter, wait, no, not quarter, the first three quarters of my freshman year. There was really no problems. Near the second half is where COVID started, but for my fourth quarter of freshman year, I got taken out. That was when we uh, went into quarantine in March and I've never really had the experience of like this end of year experience like my classmates have had. So like, especially right now, having to say goodbye to like my friends who are seniors and then also like experiencing that end of year feeling it is so weird to me because I never did get to experience that last year and there's a lot of stuff that I didn't get to experience and now just thinking like I went into this as a freshman and in August I'm going to be a junior mm -hmm. and sometimes it just feels like surreal how time passes even like time doesn't stop for you it doesn't stop to ask for permission it just keeps on going oh man that that lesson is what's you know, really resonating with me right now, you know, with my daughter, I literally blinked and she is now she's done. And you're right. You look back and you wonder, what did I miss? I think about my son, his first freshman year in high school, you know, he had started off running track in eighth grade and he was, you know, the track season started and they were, he was having a lot of fun and then everything got paused. And then his freshman year in high school has just been completely opposite of anybody's, you know, freshman experience. No football games, uh, quarantined three times during basketball season, uh, just a, a total nightmare. And so you, you look back and you're like, man, I really wish my son would have had a normal freshman year. I really wish my daughter would have had a normal senior year. And yet both of them and you guys have been extremely resilient 
and you just kept putting one foot in front of the other, which is something I so deeply admire, especially you seniors and how, um, how difficult this has been. What would you say would be the greatest lesson you've learned through this COVID academic experience? I would say probably the importance of self-discipline. <laughs> That's something I tend to struggle with. I get so distracted by myself. Like the remote days have not been my best days, but it's the only thing that will get you through um, and get you keeping your grades up and stable. And just knowing that once you get through that remote day, you get to go back here the next day. And that's what has really helped me get through the year. Mm. Because if I'm not super fond of the remote days, I still get to be at school the other days. Yeah, my son had been really okay with the remote days up until about two, two weeks ago. And he finally just got to the point, he's just like, I'm so sick of not doing it. I'm tired of being at home by myself because, you know, she's either working and my wife and I are out of the house. What else? What are some other lessons that you've learned? So a uh, big lesson I learned during quarantine was how to drive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, it's a, I will argue this is a lesson because uh, it, driving will teach you a lot of things. Patience for other drivers is one of them because, <laughs> oh my goodness, some people cannot drive. Um, but it'll also teach you, like, just to be aware of your surroundings because that's not only is that very important for driving so you don't hit someone, um, you never know what situation you might end up in. So knowing where you're at and what's around you, both literally and um, figuratively, figuratively uh, it's really important because, like, you can end up in a situation where you don't know where you're at. Paying attention to how you got there could help you figure out where to go um, but also like you could end up in a situation with your friend group and uh, say everyone's being a little off and you don't quite know why well if you've paid attention to the signs going up until that point you might notice that uh, something went wrong mm. you this is why I keep telling you you need to write a blog you need to start your own I mean because that every time you're sharing something, you draw that parallel to real life with whatever it is you're sharing. And it's a profound lesson. And I, and I think what you're honing in on is the importance of perception, right? Mm -hmm. and, and honing in on the skill of observation and just being aware of your surroundings and trying to understand other people's perspectives uh, so that you can better help them. Yeah, Under, understanding how other people see the world is a very very important tool to use because if you can view how they see the world you can better empathize and understand why they act the way they do which is a major part of the psychology that you've taught us this year mm. is the idea of just how people act in when they're set to certain stimuli based off of previous experiences and just how they are hmm. what has influenced you in your life to become more aware? 
So, um, I guess it's it's really interesting. Every single quote unquote job I've had is has always been in some sort of uh, food service sort of. For instance, I used to volunteer at the concession stands, and you had to know where everything was and who was around you to navigate through this small space, because uh, there really was not a whole lot of room. But then I also worked in a dining hall out at Manitok, uh, and it was a very much similar scenario where you had to pay attention for where the chefs were, where the kids were, and where everything was stored. And you had a very limited amount of time, so you had to pay attention and be on task. And then where I work now is also currently a dining hall at Western Reserve Academy. And when you're serving the kids, you gotta pay attention. Uh, for instance, you might notice that they're just carrying a to-go box, but they don't have any silverware. I wanna give them some silverware so they can <laughs> eat their food, because they will walk out without it every time. <laughs> I love how you're just you're just aware of your surroundings and you're looking for opportunities to to share and and to serve so thank you for sharing that anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to lessons learned or um, yeah like Berkey said uh, I've found that it's very hard to be patient with people <laughs> um, sometimes you try to get something across and it just doesn't catch no matter what and yeah I also work in food service so you know I found that people are very different when they you know when they presume things about you and uh, but but I've also found that having a job it, it gives you connections that you don't you know you don't have before and it's it's, it's almost like a second home it, you, there are people that be, you become very close with and you you start to connect on a more personal level and uh, I think that that's you know that's why having a job can be so beneficial for someone even if it's not for the money it's for making those connections with people and that's what life is about is making connections yeah and adjusting making those connections and adjusting. Like every time you come in and you share a story or you share a story or someone shares a story about, you know, a bad experience at Dunkin' Donuts, right? Uh, where Lexi works. But you, you have to experience something with a customer and then you have to make adjustments. You gotta think on the fly and you gotta think outside the box and you gotta deal with conflict resolution and compromise and and all of these things that are valuable life skills. So I've learned from you just as much as you've learned from me. Every time you share an experience, it is a constant reminder that people are dealing with their own issues when they walk into my room, right? Or if I'm experiencing a little bit of tension with somebody at Chipotle or, or whatever, when I'm ordering my, my burrito, um, you know, it's just, lots of life lessons that, that are that are taught when you're employed how many of you well you guys have all talked about how you started working a lot of you started working during quarantine you know you think about the fact that you and your classmen are now making some money right what are your thoughts about going back five days a week next year are you excited about that or do you want to stay hybrid or, or what are your thoughts and why uh, I uh I've found that hybrid has really like 
helped my grades. It's helped like raise them. And I'm just kind of scared about like the five day in person, everyone there. Um, I have social anxiety pretty bad. So it's going to be a rough adjustment, but I think me and my other classmates will be able to do it. It might just take some adjusting. You're, uh, you're definitely see how the hybrid would help with the social anxiety. Do you feel like COVID has caused social anxiety to go up or to go down? Um, I feel like it's probably caused it to go up just because of like how I got accustomed to only having like five kids in my class on average. So I feel like that's definitely a spike in yeah. what's going to happen next year, which you, I'm not going to think too much of. So let me ask you this, if you don't mind, does the thought of having a whole bunch of kids in the classroom and COVID, the possibility of COVID still, you know, maybe we're not to herd immunity or anything like that, does that cause you some anxiety? Um, not really. Um, I'm going to be getting my vaccine this summer because at the moment I'm 15, I'm not allowed to get it, but I'll be getting it when I turn 16 and then um, I'm, I'm putting my faith in this vaccine and I'm hoping that it will just help me and worst case scenario if I do get it even with being vaccinated, hopefully it'll help like lessen it because my mom had COVID a few months ago and it's horrible. I just saw like the firsthand effects of it. Like she couldn't get out of bed for like four or five days. Mm -hmm. And it was just like heartbreaking to me as her child, just kind of seeing that. And I hope we're not going to see another spike because, you know, people in the school, not only students, but like teachers and then like family members of people who are in the building, like they can be so affected by this and just the mental toll of knowing that like you could possibly be putting someone in pain by giving them COVID, it does scare me, sure. but um, I'm well, hoping it'll Yeah, and that fear is very real. Like my parents, like yours, both had, they both had COVID um, and it is, it's, it does cause a lot of anxiety thinking about any kind of social interaction. Do I have it? Am I passing it on? what happens to, you know, what would happen if I'm the cause of somebody's illness? I mean, that's just one of those other areas that's caused a great deal. I know every single one of you have thought about that. And how can you not? Especially remember Christmas break. It was just a, probably one of the most tumultuous periods of, of your lives trying to figure out what are we gonna do? How are we gonna celebrate? I mean, which family members are gonna abide by what? And all of this other stuff. It's a very tough situation. So, you know, we're, we're running out of time and I wish I could sit here and just chat with you guys forever. Um, but I, I do want to allow our seniors. You have a voice now, okay? You have the microphone. Is there anything you would like to say to some of your teachers who listen or to other students that you, you know, wanna say? You know, you're free to give a few shout outs. Okay, um, I think I just want to give an especially like, grateful thank you to all of our teachers here because throughout COVID, they still like they stuck around and they they made us they helped us get through it and 
I don't think that we could have gotten through this without them. And um, there's so many teachers that I could shout out. I mean, Mr. Horner, um, Mrs. Dunton, to name a few. Um, yeah, I just, oh, Mrs. Hedrick. Just so many teachers here have um, put so much time and effort into making sure that we have a great senior year and a great high school experience, even if it looks different. So I'm just, even if I didn't mention a name, I just want to say, like, thank you. You've really impacted us, and you will continue. You always impact us. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> well, um, I'm not going to badmouth any of my teachers uh, on this <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, so instead, we'll talk about the teachers I, I liked. Um, unfortunately, I'm not great with names, so there's a likelihood I forgot. Okay, it's not a likelihood. I forgot most of my previous <laughs> teachers' names. I, re I remember them. It, the names are just gone. Um, That's a really always. safe thing to say right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I suppose there is one person who I really should thank, uh, specifically, and I believe it was Mrs. Gatto. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that name oh, you got correctly, it right. or Mrs. do I Gatto. have? I might have also mixed up the teacher, but there was a teacher when I was way back in uh, younger school who uh, I talked like very strongly about with like nature, and it's kind of how I discovered my passion for the outdoors. It's just like, we just talked like about how nature works and like how uh, animals and plants grow and the really neat things like that because uh, like I always liked the outdoors but I never like never wanted to study it or like look into deep into it but she helped me realize that like huh that's actually really cool sounds like Mrs. Gatto <laughs> sounds like Mrs. Gatto mm. so. yeah I was it was a very nice time awesome thank you Jacob go ahead Shannon's got something else to add here well what Jacob said kind of reminded me I also want to give a big shout out to uh, Mrs. Eads because um, before I had taken her class I had no consideration for the college that I'm attending which happens to be her um, alma mater and so had I not taken her class I would not be going to SCAD so I just want to say thank you. So a couple little challenges for both of you, but all of you as, as we wind this up. I would suggest that you go home and you write down every teacher you can remember in a journal and what you appreciated or learned from them because you will forget. I like you, there were many teachers that impacted me both positively and negatively, uh, but there are very few names that, that I remember. But I, I want you to know that as much as your teachers have impacted you, you have impacted your teachers. And you two in particular have had a tremendous impact on me. Um, I've had the privilege of having you for a year and a half now, right, as, as a student. And I've been able to watch you grow, both of you, from really quiet, introverted, you know, students in your 10th grade year 
to being two students who drop wisdom every single time you share and you talk and you've both impacted me in a mighty way. So thank you for being you. Thank you for embracing what makes Shannon and Jacob who they are and sharing your gifts with us um, and with all of us. Wouldn't you agree, class? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm proud of all, I'm proud of each and every one of you. I really am. Uh, and I've loved having you as a special guest on this podcast. Um, please know that your teachers and I love each and every one of you, and we are thankful for you. Audience, please do me a favor. Uh, people need to hear these incredible students. They need to hear their voice and the message that they have shared with you and with me. So please do me a favor, share this out and uh, make sure that their message and their heart is heard by everyone. Thanks for being here, you guys. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at, at Mr. Horner the Teacher or on Twitter at THS Mr. Underscore Horner for podcast updates, blog updates, and more information about our guests. If you liked what you heard, I would appreciate if you give us a review and share the episode. Help me get the message out about how incredible our community is and how awesome our teachers are. If you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to past interviews. There are a lot of amazing people that we've had the privilege of interviewing. Until next time, go Blue Devils.